0: I believe every business owner has a story to tell. Through seeking true, authentic insights about the entrepreneurial journey, I provide a platform for our peers to share their stories and inspire those that listen. This is the County Business Talk podcast, powered by Picture Book Films. Do me a favour, if you are listening, please hit the subscribe button, like, share, rate, review the podcast. It really means more than you realise.
1: Uh, and then the, the buyer that finally bought Checker Trade turned up and it was like, No, 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 I've had enough of all of this. Anyway, the the gentleman Rupert Rawcliffe that was helping me sell the company, he said he said, Kev, why don't you just put to them these these items here are non negotiable um and you want this deal done in a month and just see what they say. So I Put all these things down, bang, 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 and they just said yes, 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 and the the forty percent deal was done within a month. Unbelievable. Um, But on the night that we went to London to our lawyer's office and signed these papers, you'd think uh, we'd go out and celebrate somewhere. Just got back in the car and drove home.
2: Really,
1: it was like surreal Uh, and it's you know in one sense selling the company has dramatically changed my life Mm. in another sense I wish I still had what I had
3: we're an egalitarian, we were, I am, they are, they still are, an egalitarian business. So the managing director is just as important as the cleaner. You can't, the clean. The cleaner cleans and they've got to do a good job. The managing director has their job, everyone has their jobs to do. And I would freak, I would let people see if there was a spillage on the floor, I wouldn't call someone else to go and do it. I I'd, I'd let people see me get down on my knees and clean the floor myself. Uh, you know, I would clean a toilet if we had someone come in and, you know, I, I never expected anyone to do a job for me because everybody is as important as anyone else. and And I think that engendered a sense of loyalty from my staff to me because I would never ask anyone to do anything I was not able to do myself. I,
4: I hope we all reminisce on these days, on, the, on these last 20, in, in years to come, yeah. uh, with, with some degree of fondness. I know it's been really tough. Um, people's physical, mental health has been absolutely not. But, um, no, I, I, I totally agree. And I think it's, it's how we measure or, or value success and wealth. Yeah. So you know, I can have absolutely, I, if I haven't got a penny in the bank or a penny in my pocket, so I still think I'm the richest man in the world because I've got everything I need within those four walls. And that's th- my three, my, my wife and two daughters.
2: So I think there should be a concept of emotional profit. Mm. So emotional profit won't be measured by a number, because that's very sort of old-fashioned and very binary. It'd be measured by colors. And there'll be a color of emotional profit, depending on various makeup of what makes up emotional profit. You know, green credentials, carbon neutralness, engagement with team, engagement with clients, engagement with corporate social responsibility, all of those sort of things. So things that people do already. Um, but bringing them all together and calling it emotional profit, and I'd love to get to the opportunity of speaking to some large companies and saying, measure your emotional profit because the financial profits will follow. And maybe people might, at some stage, you know, have a different view of actually what it means to be successful. Genuinely, there was times I'd be driving around in my car and I'd rack up a line while I was like parked in the layby. And then it's disgusting. You can't. That's not okay. That's not. That's not. You know, I couldn't be further from that person now, mm-hmm. which is mind blowing because I did it. So the roof would be the execution. Uh, it could be a project, could be a relationship, could be health, like whatever you want to call it. That mm-hmm. that overall finished house is is whatever the goal is you're going for. Mm-hmm. The roof is the execution. The bricks are the consistency, and the foundation's the mindset.
5: Nine months in, I'm like, you know, oh, my God, what have I done? And also, you know, my, my personal life's imploded. I don't know whether I should say this on a podcast, but within the space of a year, I lost my my family, my house, and my business. The co-working space on the moon, and it's good that you got that. So it's brilliant. But you know, the point of that is that there's there's no there's no limits to what we can achieve. You know, the limit is what we we set it to be. So why not be the first co-working space on the moon? We we talk about Freedom Works as a bus, and I want the bus to get as far as it can with as many people on the bus work isn't it's not work is there and 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 home is there which is where i was where i was at you know it's like actually work work has an impact on that you're gonna make the most of those summers on this planet you need to you need to enjoy what you're doing and and look back on it and go actually at least i had a go
2: i actually took the choice to close my business like i could have continued i could have found a way and there's always a way but I chose to close, and that was because of my mental health, my physical health. I, I didn't want to do it anymore. I'd run its course. I've got everything I need. Like, all these reasons that are very personal to me. People are going to judge me for that. I don't want to work with you. I don't want to know you, actually. I don't want you to stay well away from me. If that is your attitude in life, just just very politely, just stay away from me. You go and do your thing over there in your world of judgment and criticism and I'll be over here with people like yourself having great conversations you know supporting one another and lifting one each each other up rather than pointing fingers and going me 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 me, me. we'd created this business with no plan it was a family business me and my mum and my dad had built it up out of nothing into this you know production facility employing lots of people churning out tons of cake every week we had our name on the door and you went on the website it was all our family and you know it was us for 12 and a half 13 years it was us I was the cupcake man in Brighton I was the guy who owned the bakery my mum was you know we our identities were intertwined with the business. We were in debt and to me it was a lot of debt because we'd invested money in the retail shop and invested in the business and it hadn't worked out the way we planned. We'd failed to use the the correct term you know failure is lack of success and and success the true definition is to achieve an aim or a purpose so we'd not achieved our aim or purpose and we'd failed.
6: I had put so many kind of coping mechanisms in in place in my life for my own mental health. And then the pandemic just, they were gone. And I'm such an extrovert as well. So my experience was all of my coping mechanisms that made me feel good were gone. I got my energy from other people and all of a sudden I didn't have those other people. And The only way I can describe it is it was like a slow unraveling of my own mental health.
7: I think it's like, we we as human beings, we put so much significance on everything. And it's like, actually, we are all as inconsequential as a grain of sand. And if we live our lives that way, which by that I mean, the decisions that we make aren't this colossal thing. They are, they're colossal to us, of course, but in the grand scheme of things. I was like, so if you could make any decision right now with the knowledge that actually this decision isn't this world-breaking thing, what would it be? And she was like, I'd fire all of our clients.
6: <laughs> I took the time and I took the space I was being offered and I got the help I needed. And that has ended up in a neurodiverse diagnosis. So I've been diagnosed with ADHD in November, which was completely undetected my whole life. So I can now, I've now got a framework to start to go. Why did I find all of these things so difficult? Why have I been navigating these issues my whole life? What is going to help me from a neurodiverse perspective rather than just doing the things that help everyone else? So, it, and, and I feel like I've come back from that with a much more solid relationship with Sophie, a much more solid relationship with the team, a much better understanding myself of myself, and a much better framework in my life through which to manage my own mental health. So... And and that would never have happened if I hadn't just stopped.
7: But but what I've always thought was interesting is that we've got the language we use, like, work hard. Mm -hmm. Like, everything has to be hard. And if it's hard, then well done, you're a good person and you deserve whatever. It's like, well, what about ease and flow and being in your joy? What about feeling fulfilled in what you're doing? Like... Why is that not what we strive for? Why is why is like quiet moments, lying on your backs, contemplating the universe? Like that's not laziness. That's really ex- yeah. that's just that's really the the essence of being alive.
8: We shut the sights, and then we went back. Then we, we tried to figure out you know how do we go back and do it safely and then it was a case of we've got three small children as you know and it's like they were at home needing to be homeschooled someone needs to go on site one of us needs to look after the kids a bit like your situation and it just made sense for Scott to be on site and me to be a teacher (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a good teacher (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> As my kids will attest to, I mean, I'm laughing about it now. But if I had one word to describe that whole experience, it would be harrowing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was horrible, and I, I, I don't really know anyone that came out of it well, yeah. not with, not with kids. And at first, I was trying to juggle, you know, keeping up with the emails and keeping on top of paperwork and 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 whatnot with the kids um in the end, I just gave up and I just said, like, I need to just down tools and I can't just have to let stuff go, really. I just really would like to get to a point like where we and I, I sort of had this from the outset. I just I never wanted to be like a massive, like huge conglomerate sized business, but to be sufficiently sized so that you can have a bit of influence. Yeah. But as I say, the construction industry does have a bad reputation and rightly yeah. so in a lot of cases for, you know, shonky work, shoddy customer service, and treating staff really poorly. Mm. And it's, you know, to, to be of a size where you can have an influence over those things is, you know... And we we are actually sort of making waves in that area. We, we, we do have much better connections now. Mm. Be brave, um, yeah, because fear is really the only thing that will... It will just hold you back, yeah. yeah. If I could be braver and do more things. They always say, don't they, you don't generally regret the things you do, it's the things you didn't do. So
0: be brave, be bold. So it's like, how can we just inspire other businesses to see even small shifts they could be making that could have a deeper impact on people, planet, and ultimately on their business, because it does, right, when we consider these things. When it first happened, because there was a moment, but the moment was me eating avocado toast. <laughs> genuinely took a bite and felt really ill and I thought oh that's weird I must be ill and I went to lay down but I suddenly then realized my brain was like genuine because I now realised it was a panic attack which I hadn't mm. ever experienced before but my brain was like oh no you're dying that's what's happening right now so I was like oh, okay this is what's happening right now and I'd never experienced that so perception of what success is as well so the biggest thing actually the time the longest time it took me to start getting support was because I had so much shame around it, I didn't tell my family because I was so ashamed of how I was feeling, and that was because I was looking out in the world, and no one who I was looking up to was going, "Oh yeah, I, I I I I get anxious," do you know what I mean? Or like, I've had depression, and I found that actually, more the more I've shared this story, the more I connect with people deeply, and that was my fear when when I when I tell everyone, I'm like, oh, if I tell anyone, they're gonna be like, "You're really weak," and all that mumbo jumbo we have in our head, and actually, it's been complete opposite. Where everyone's like the same thing. Like, Why are you're so brave to share that. And I'm that like, oh. and it's that connection. And for me, people is so important. So, and I want connection all the time. Being ambition, uh, ambitious for recognition and that external validation of who I was. Yeah. But in the last couple of years, that has definitely like dropped down. And what has come up much stronger is how can I contribute to the world
5: this is the future right you know people watching kind of on demand tv the younger generation they don't want to sit down in front of a tv and wait till eight o'clock to watch the show that they want to watch they want to watch what they want when they want and, and and different type of content not very professionally produced and edited content they want really raw really relatable content and he said it's going to be massive you know and he was a very early kind of believer and you know he kind of i believed in him and believed in what he was saying so i thought actually i don't want to miss this so it was really an element of right place right time you know, i was always used to measure success via you know kind of numbers you know quantifiable you know whether it's turnover or profit or you know materialistic items um but actually you know kind of you know, reaching a point in my own career i think becoming a dad um i think you know, last year was 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 incredibly busy for me. I, I got married, I had a baby and I launched two new businesses. Right. Uh, and, and and it was a bit chaotic. And, and coming through that, you know, it's, it's, it's some of the, the uh, non quantifiable things that that actually I think matter most. And it's about, you know, relationships, it's about you know fulfillment it's about you know even things like work life balance i you look at young people generally these days, their whole lives are lived out on social media everyone's yeah. you know comparing everyone else on social media and it's all about chasing likes or views or engagement um well you imagine taking that to extreme it's not only your social life, it's your professional life and your business life. Some of these people dedicated you know they're five years from the ages of 16 to 21 they didn't go to college didn't go to university because they were following this dream of becoming a social media influencer and then all of a sudden it falls off a cliff and uh, one of my clients jj or ksi as he's better known was fighting in a, a professional boxing match out in los angeles and and we flew out there um a couple of us from 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 carpenter box and Ringside seats, uh, an amazing. It was promoted by Eddie Hearn and and Matt Truman, I think we had 50 clients in the room, you know, and we, you know, feelings, you know, part of that kind of scene at that moment in time was kind of like, wow, this is this is special because you know, often I'm dealing with these people on a computer, on a phone, but actually being present in that moment and going, actually, wow, this is what it's all about, was uh, was was really really good and and a real highlight that I'll, I'll remember for a long time. Yeah, work hard, find your niche, find what you're passionate about. That's the most important thing at that age.
4: As a business leader, uh, I think very often people overlook the importance of being able to join the dots. And If you can do that, if you can see trends, uh, whether you're just starting out and starting a new business or in a business that needs to change and needs to innovate – if you can join those dots and um, be really active to look for them, they could be really minor. That's what's going to make you successful. A lot of that's actually culture and as well. And the pandemic actually, um, even in our business, even though we try to to mitigate that, I definitely had a sense when people weren't in the office, they became that sort of more siloed mentality. And so one of the most important things for me is what I call one team. We are one team. Clients see us as one team. And so it's about... Making sure that we 've got each other 's back across the, the whole organization, if something 's not working it 's not about blaming another department. How can we work together? Culture is not something that just happens in fact it 's easy to go south quickly uh, so it 's about hiring the right people um, and celebrating the things that the behaviors and and the things that are important uh, and you probably get a sense. I love working with people who are ambitious to to get on and learn. And if I can bring more entrepreneurs into the world uh, as well, I think that our economy could definitely um, do well out of that. uh, And I'll be doing what I can to to lobby the government to support entrepreneurs. With helping them establish their businesses and getting more people into work and
9: following their purpose. You know, the key for me is obviously when my my father passed away rather suddenly in 2014. The bank at the time then quite quickly after that said, we're not supporting you anymore. Um, And then my brother, uh, the following, about a few months after that, went into hospital for a year with major heart issues and having to have a heart um, valve replacement. So if you can imagine all of that in one go, that to me was perhaps the most challenging time of my life. That We won... On that night uh, the very very top pinnacle award which um beating all wines so not just english not just sparkling but every single wine that had entered that competition in that year we were ca- we came up as winemaker of the year and that was to do with the performance in the year in terms of one of our wines and that one wine had been was the first vintage really that m- my brother made without my dad as well so it was 100 percent his wine um because they used to wine make together a lot um mm-hmm. Uh, all the time and then um, you know and and based on our sort of performance today in that competition led us to that point so it had the past and the present all wrapped in one Um, but it was it was the one thing that you know I think Simon and I really just felt hugely uh, elated about I have to say yeah as an employer I'm you know uh, we said well we should ask staff if they're happy and I'm like but we can't make people happy You know, it's it's an impossible target and you'll be chasing that impossible thing. People make themselves happy by understanding what makes them content and having their purpose and those sorts of things. And, you know, you know, I think this is something I learned a long time ago is that actually the only person who can make me happy is me. Perhaps my passion from that has always been around the people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've thought you know and I think when I talk about sustainability it's it's not just about the environmental sustainability which is obviously one pillar of that but Mm -hmm. it's how do you make the business properly sustainable across it all so so you've got to be profitable the business has to run profitably to be sustainable Um, and the way that businesses run profitably and are successful is by looking after the people in the business because the people make that happen
10: how do you use emotional value in business yeah. over economic value? everyone knows it's there because yeah. you understand that you've got communal endeavor that's the word company isn't it? We were yeah, talking about yeah, this before yeah, yeah. so you're in a company and what that means is it's a tribe of people with a communal endeavor. Well that whole notion of company is is literally being remapped and pulled apart and dis- you know you've got teams across the world, some of them sitting in bed working you've got to keep that sense that you are one group. And these, this is how we did it back around the fire, was, you know, I've caught a gazelle, I'll give you a leg, next time you catch a pig, you give me, you know, it's that. Um, the emotional value to that is what creates the bond, not the economic value. I, th- I think if you, if you fear it, you will never try. So you've just got to think, so what if you fail? Just crack on, do the next one. You, you haven't failed, you just found a way not to do something. Um, and that's the way to look at it. Are people more altruistic and kind? On mass, and I think they are massively that's been my experience overwhelmingly so and this is what this is the why for me is that this product needs to be out there because if you can see the people who choose to share their exchange with us you know the, the video message through testing it's beautiful mm. you've got someone saying yeah babe you know I know you've had a tough morning love you or happy birthday da are da, da. and you've got families do, kind of doing that and you know you know your technology is helping people join those dots and be together that is amazing Mm. that is amazing and we need loads more of that so that's the why for me it's seeing our product change the social fabric of gifting like seeing it that's how people are gifting yeah changing humanity for the better and seeing our product leading that race even if it then means you know other companies following our suit we're the number one company and then all the others are me too's. that's what i would say success you know Standing at the till of Costa and seeing someone grabbing a coffee and then sending a video message back thinking, I did that. That's success for me, I think.
11: And then she looked at me and she just flipped, so it was a very severe issue she had. And she produced a lighter out of her pocket. Um, And she said, I'm just going to blow us all up. And she, and she she really definitely meant it. It wasn't just a... You know, and to, to, and she, I, I didn't even know she had it. You know, it's just incredible. And I could tell that she literally held it in front of my face like that. And I literally had the flash, the flash of, right, that's it, I'm done. But I wouldn't change any of it. I learned so much about myself, and the best thing I really learned from it is that we are all only ever equal. No matter what you are doing, whether you're sat on the street begging for 2P, or if you're in your beautiful eight bed mansion house, those two people will always and forever be equal. And often the ones that have obviously the the least are actually the more humble, kindest people on the planet, ironically. It's not just about the numbers. Um, It's about doing something more. And those are the kind of people that come my way because there's something in my message that appeals to them and actually they've realized that the numbers are in the bank accounts, you know, the the charts are all looking fantastic. Um, However, that has only fulfilled them to some degree and you mentioned at the beginning in the intro what I call empty success syndrome you know and you've you've achieved that but actually partly it was never about that it was about again you're proving something to someone possibly Mm -hmm. Um, and also that there's there's only a certain level of fulfillment that that gives and it's what do I do now who am I now what have I learned and what can I what can I do to give that that incredible experience. The negatives of that is the guys have to, it's all about striving for more, bigger house, bigger car, better car, um, holidays, holiday home. There's, there's this, this continuum that, that, you know, obviously companies, corporates, we're, we're a market, market economy. The, the corporates, you know, encourage us to feel and think like this as well. Um, and it's all BS, quite frankly. And I've met too many miserable millionaires so I, I, it is absolutely BS because one one question I like to throw in is very hot potato for me at the moment. If if um if this is resonating, the the key question to ask yourself at any point in your life, but especially if you're on that ladder, it's like what is the feeling you're looking for? What's the feeling you desire from that you feel that you believe you're going to get when you've achieved that? The existence for human humankind in the developed world there's an irony um, is up here you know the existence is here this is where all the stress is we're not we're not we're not just in our brain we've forgotten our hearts and dropping into the heart consciousness and allowing yourself to breathe through through the you start breathing you're naturally your your internal systems your chakras will start engaging with each other more Um, and that's where our truth is that's where our presence is that's where our richness is it's in our hearts and dropping into that and allowing that true sense of feeling and of love it's it's real simple all you need is love
12: and that is the human love of stories that's the the joy that we get from hearing a story and the you know the the one thing i want the world to recognize is business stories are no different there is always an opportunity to find that moment where people go i've just heard something that has rock my world I've just heard something that has changed the way I see things that I for the longest time taken for granted but the purpose is like being able to reach down into your soul and pull out this glowing orb that defines who you are and why you exist that's a little bit harder so you've got a stream here where it's the thing that you're really good at that you can't imagine doing anything else and then here you've got a separate stream See if you can guess which film reference is coming up. You've got a separate stream over here, which is about the things that drive you as a human being. The instinctive, buried down deep, tied into your genetics. If you cut the person in half, it'll be written through them like words in a stick of Brighton rock. But what you've got to do to find the purpose is you've got to cross the streams. That's a Ghostbusters reference. You've got to cross the streams because the purpose has to be both of those things. It's getting your story straight before you start telling the rest of the world your story. you know one of the one of the things that's frustrating for me when I hear people talking about search engine optimization is until you've figured out the story, you could spend a fortune on s e o but it's like drawing a treasure map and forgetting to bury the treasure. Yeah, you lead people to that big X on the beach, but when they dig it up, it's just wet sand. And what they actually need is the treasure. So you've got to think about the treasure first and then bring people to it. Meaningful, memorable, and moving. So if it's meaningful, it means it's got to resonate. It's got to feel authentic and true. If it's memorable, there's got to be a hook. There's got to be a point to the story. When someone says, what is the story about? It's got to be about something and yeah. that's the bit that you take away and finally it's got to be moving it's got to trigger an emotional response and what's interesting is right back to what you were just saying if you're telling somebody something it's meaningful memorable and moving that's where the people buy the people i'm going to buy your service because i believe in you because i'm enthusiastic about what you're bringing to the world i'm enjoying seeing your enthusiasm for me reflected in your eyes. I can see myself in your eyes thinking, yeah, they get me, they understand me. That's a different kind of a connection. And that is representative of a business that has a purpose beyond financial return.